You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Happy New Year. If you are listening to this on the day of the release, then that means that we are now the year 2023. Man, that seemed so far away when it was the year 2000. Or maybe you don't even remember the year 2000 because you're too young. I don't know. Although I know I get a lot of guys who listen to the podcast who are of all ages. But anyway, 2023, so happy to to be here. I love the new year. I love the new year. I love December 1st to like end of January. It's not my favorite time of the year. For a lot of people, it can be quite stressful. It's very cold in a lot of parts of the world. But for me, it's uh, it's refreshing. I, I'm not a big New Year's resolution kind of person, but I don't care how you swing it. I mean, everyone's got something going on where they're, they're going to start it in the new year. Even if you don't think you are, there's, there's intentions around the new year. Thinking about what you want for 2023, what you want the year to look like. So I'll share some of those uh, for you right now for myself, because as you know from the title here, this is an honest conversation with Trip Kramer. And no, it's, it's not going to be me talking to you. It's going to be an interview. I'll tell you about that in just a bit. But before we get to that, what do I want for 2023? Well, personally, I'm going to be in, well, first of all, by the time you're listening to this, I will be in Tulum, Mexico. I'm there from January 1st all the way to end of February. If you happen to be in Tulum, you can email me, trip at tripadvice.com. Be cool to meet up. Uh, I'm always interested in meeting up with people all over the world who listen to the podcast. Would be even cool to give you some coaching. And heck, I would do it for free under one condition, though. I'd love to record it. So if you're in Tulum in January or February of 2023, and you're listening to this, email me, trip at tripadvice.com. Put in the subject line, I'll be in Tulum. We can meet up and we can record us chatting. We'll get you on the podcast. We'll even film something. Who knows? We'll have some fun. And then I'll be in Austin in uh, March, April, and May. And um, potentially we can maybe do some sort of meetup there. But that's the travel for the year. Not sure exactly where I'll be after May. But my, my personal goals, personal things I want to work on 2023 are going to be really heavy into working out and, uh, and gaining weight, gaining muscle specifically. I know that's such a, such a basic goal. Everyone has those, those nutrition goals. I've been working on them, but I'm planning in 2023 to take it to the next level. I think one of the reasons why I'm saying this out loud is because it's going to be a way to hold me accountable. Like I'm putting it out there in the universe. You know, one thing I've not really done to the best degree is having the right nutrition for building muscle. So I've been going to the gym for a long time and it gets a little harder when, when I'm moving and switching locations. But I mean, go to the gym for a long time, but the gym is only so good if you're planning on building muscle as the way you eat. And I always focused on trying to get as much protein as possible, but I never really counted the protein. Like I never really said, okay, we got to get to 100 grams of protein every single day or 150 grams of protein every single day. And I believe that that's been one of the things that's holding me back from getting to a size where I want because I want to get bigger. I've always been working at that. If you saw me in 20, let's see, 2014, you can even do that on my YouTube channel. You wouldn't even recognize me. You'd be like, who is that kid? Skinny as hell. So since then, I've gained about 30 pounds, combination of fat and muscle. And uh, I still want to keep that train going, but it's going to take deliberate 
deliberate and intentional work. And so that's one thing I want to work on in 2023. That's on the personal side. Other things are, let's talk about business and the business side of things. Like, what do I want to do with TripAdvice? TripAdvice is now a, a really growing infrastructure. About a year and a half ago, two years ago, it was only a couple people working at TripAdvice. I have a business partner. I have an amazing customer service slash assistant slash everyday help uh, man. His name is Joe. He listens to these podcasts. He's awesome. He's helped us so much with keeping everything on track and keeping these podcasts out there. Of course, we have our editors, but now we have a few editors. Shout out to my audio editor. What's up, John? But now we're really growing the sales team side and the coaching side. So I have people who are helping out with sales and I have new coaches. I have two new coaches. Well, one, Eric, and a second one, Jamal. You might know Eric because he's been on the podcast before several times. And we're going to be looking for a third coach here soon. So we are growing that side. And the goal, I would say for 2023, is to expand the coaching side of the business which I know sounds funny because it's like, well, Trip, I hear you talking about coaching all the time. And how are you just doing that now? Weren't, haven't you always been doing that? Yes, I have. But there's other things we're going to be doing. Of course, I mentioned here on the podcast because I want people to know that they can get help through getting a one-on-one coach in the Trip Advice Accelerator program. But there's also advertising that we haven't really done yet, uh, really working on different platforms beyond the podcast to advertise and talk about coaching. We never really had the infrastructure. Now we do, and now we're ready. So we want to make Trip Advice an everyday name so people understand that anyone who needs help with dating, meeting women, building attraction, building confidence, they will know to go to Trip Advice because the coaches that we have on staff are incredible. I've never met two men who care more about the results of their clients and two men who just work as hard as they do. And I will continue to grow the coaching side of the business by bringing on other coaches who are just as dedicated and as dedicated as, as I am when I'm coaching. So if you need help, you know where to go. If you are just listening to this for the very first time, tripadvicecoaching.com and we can get you the help that you need. So that is what I want to do for the business side and the personal side. What are you up to? What are you doing? Where are you focusing some of your efforts? I like the idea of having themes for the year. So it's not so much a New Year's resolution. I feel like that's something that people like start January 1st and then it falls off. I like the idea of a theme. So it's, it's every day. It's all the time. It's something that your year is all about. So there is no falling off because you should always be thinking about it. Whether you write a little note on your phone or your computer, or you actually write a post-it and put it on your computer or wherever that you see things. So it's thematic. So again, for me, theme is muscle growth, and even more specifically, protein, just eating the right things to stimulate the growth. And then on the business side is growing the coaching platform and spending a lot of time on that. So that's the theme for 2023. What's your theme? Something to think about. Okay. Now, today's episode, I got interviewed by a colleague, a friend, a great guy. His name is Mario Devon. Mario is a guy that I met here in Nashville. And I got lucky. One day I was, I was at a bar. I was with Megan. And I was with my friend Sarah, who was, who was uh, visiting at the time. And this was about four months ago. We were hanging out at a bar, listening to some amazing band play some great 
folky, blue, grassy country type music, having a beer. And after the show is done, this guy comes over and just cold approaches us, starts talking to us. And he's chatting us up and I, I ask him what he does. He goes, oh, I do a lot of things. I'm a videographer. I'm a, I'm a mixologist. I play music. I go, oh, wow, you do a lot. And I said to him, I said, I, I just got to Nashville. I'm, I'm always looking for a new videographer to help me film my YouTube videos and sometimes podcasts. And he said, love to help you out, but I got a guy who's, who's better. I got a guy who's better. I got a guy who will just blow your mind. I said, okay, well, does he have an Instagram? He said, yeah, you show me his Instagram. And he was right. This guy was amazing. His name is Mario. I said, I got to work with this guy. So I DM'd him and I was, I was excited. I was like, I hope this guy responds. Seems like he's a busy guy. He does a lot of different things beyond videography too. It seems like he's, a, he's an influencer. He does music. He does all kinds of stuff. Look, looks like everyone I was, you meet in a, in a creative city. Everyone's doing a little bit of everything. So Mario reaches out and I was so happy and I just have an eye for really good video. I have an eye for, for just quality production and content. And boy, was I right. So Mario and I spent half of September, all of October, November, most of December together filming videos. He was incredible and he became a friend. And I showed up to his place a week ago and I said, man, I got to be honest with you. I'm having a little bit of a creative problem here. Little writer's block. I'm like, I'm not sure what I want to talk about on today's videos. And then we came up with some ideas and nixed some other ideas. And then he said, you know what? I got an idea. Why don't I interview you? I said, okay. I'm like, that's not that original. I've been on another podcast where people have interviewed me. He said, no, I'll, I'll be a little bit different. I'll be asking you different questions. We'll get deep. We'll have an honest conversation. I don't think his words were honest conversation, but as you know, the title is an honest conversation. That's what it is. A lot of it is going to be, uh, well, it's, it's split up into two parts, by the way, because it went for about an hour and 50 minutes and it felt like it went for 10 minutes. I had a blast. We go deep into my story, how I got started as a dating coach. Some of you may know it, but I tell some stories that I haven't really talked about before. And then we just get into the nitty gritty, giving our thoughts on where dating is right now in 2022 and 2023, how the dynamics between men and women have changed. We touch upon so much and it was just a great conversation that you are also going to benefit from because you're going to learn a lot and you're going to hear some really good thoughts, advice, and opinions. And it's just the best. I've really had a great time. So I'm so excited to present to you today the first episode of 2023, an honest conversation with myself, interviewed by Mario, part one. All right, so I'm here with Trip Kramer from TripAdvice.com. See, I have to do it. Okay, I have to do that because this, you do it so well every single time. But today- Should I do it now? Yeah, hit us. Trip Kramer here from TripAdvice.com. And on today's video- Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got it down. We're I do talking to Mario. I, I do the same thing. I'm like, Mario Devon here for yet another video. Same thing every time. But then I stopped doing it because I was like, this is getting repetitive. And I got bored with it. Can't so, help it. I need people to know. And need to know it's tripadvice.com. I mean, that's true because you have to direct them to where they need to be because they so they can see. That's right. The man. You're right. So we're going to do something different today because we have these videos. We've been filming these videos and you're doing good. You're doing incredible, by the way. You're doing good, champ. You are my biggest cheerleader. You know, by what? biggest, I mean, strongest. You know what? That could be true. I don't. I don't see the company you keep all the time. About you know, in in the real world, in the trip advice, we're in the trip Kramer. I don't world. know if I have any other friends that have uh, biceps that big. But you probably hadn't checked. That's all. That's all. You hadn't checked. You hadn't. I'm given. not really looking. You know what? You shouldn't be because those are not for you. Okay, <laughs> but either way, so 
today, today, trip, we're going to do something different. You know, we, again, we've been filming these videos. They're dope. You're doing incredible. But we want to, let's get into the mind of Trip Kramer. Trip Kramer, the person. Trip Kramer, the individual, not the coach. Okay. You know, but, you know, we're going to talk a little about you coaching because you apparently, you are Phil Jackson out here. You are, you know, helping young men, older men, all men win championships, get the rings. What right. if they want rings? I don't, I don't know what they want. They repeat, repeat. But with women. Three wives? That's crazy. Sure. You know? <laughs> three wives in a row. And then and then divorcing all of them. And then another three wives. Because you do have clients that have, you know, come to you that are newly divorced. I do. So you can have a three-peat divorce. That'll quite be a, a story. That'll be quite the testimonial for your website. Did you know that the chances of you getting a divorce after your first divorce goes up to like 70 to 80 percent that means you're 70 80 percent more likely why is that to get a divorce um i don't know the reason why technically but what would you think my thoughts are that there's a stigma around getting divorced of course right after the first time I don't think the stigma gets too worse, right? Divorce is divorce. It's kind of black and white. It's like, that's what it is. So the second time. It's easy. It's not so much more of a stigma. You've done it before. You know. I just didn't think divorce would feel like, you know, going to a trip to the grocery store. Like, you know what? I'm there. I, I hadn't done that before. But since, and once you get the hang of it, you'll be fine. Yeah. And then I think the third one, it's like 90%. Yeah. So on the third God. marriage, you're like 90% more likely. My grandma is on her fourth husband. Okay. I have to. Uh, so, you know, someone personally that has done this. You probably have had clients have done this. What do you think is the, the phenomenon that makes a man? All right. That is obviously knows how to get a woman get remarried again and again and again what do you think so ask that question again why do you think men that have gotten newly divorced would get married again and then newly uh, divorced again so, so have the desire yeah. to get married again yeah. that's a good question because personally if i ever get a divorce and i've said this before if i'm ever divorced that's it for yeah, me. Yeah, that's it. I have no plan on ever getting married more than once. I'll just be single as a Pringle and, and that's it. I but agree. It's interesting because I even recently I just talked to a guy who said that he's been divorced and it was not a good divorce. I don't know what, what really is a good divorce, but he said <laughs> it was not a good divorce. And he's 65 years old. And he wants to get married again. And listen, that's fine. I'm not one to convince you yeah. whether you should or should not get married second, third, fourth, or first time. Doesn't matter to but me. But it's interesting that. It is interesting. I think that men believe that if you're going to be in a long-term relationship, it's probably just going to result in marriage. Mm -hmm. I think they also might believe that a woman won't stick around with you unless you are married. Now, I don't think they're thinking that even consciously. It's just kind of ingrained in them. It's like yeah. long relationships, you get married. I think it's instinctive at this point. I, yeah. I, maybe men, as a man, as men, <laughs> we feel the, we want, not only do we want to feel wanted, we want to feel needed. So maybe there's a phenomenon of just them wanting to take care of somebody. Like to feel like they have something so. that they can like look out for and be there for and care for genuinely on a matrimonial level. I do believe there's a desire for that. Yeah. And instinctually as well. Yes. However, now, I don't know if you've heard about this, but there's a whole movement okay. of men realizing the dangers of marriage, mm. the risks of marriage, mm -hmm. and not going through with that to, to the point even where some guys are saying, I don't even want to date any women. Whoa. Some guys even saying, I don't even want to have sex with any women. So, and not out of any religious belief. Yeah. They're just, they don't want to deal with women wow. or the consequences that may come from women. So, that's mainly just being hurt by the end of feeling betrayed or being, you know, the yeah. emotional negativities, I, I would I would assume. Um, but for the guys that have gotten divorced out of all, 
imagine it'd be a financial <laughs> negativity too uh, because of, you know, splitting half. Okay, I'm going to need half of them, 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 them things. Okay, yeah. I'm going to need half of that house. I'm going to need half of everything. I, I think that we, you know, we, we could potentially have had traumas in our childhood, things that have come up in the past that don't easily allow us to just be like, oh, I'm not going to get into a relationship or I'm not going to get married. Meaning some men might just have the desire to always be in a relationship. They might have the desire to always make sure that they are connected to some woman. Mm. And what's a greater, technically a connection than, than getting married. Absolutely. So I don't know. Okay. So Trip, you are, some would say you're a hero. All right, you're, oh, wow. you're, you're out here saying not all heroes wear capes. Exactly, and and for some reason you came into this studio without your suit, and I'm not offended. I'm just concerned. <laughs> That's all. So I know I come in with my suit today. I did not come in with my suit. That you're is too correct. relaxed. But I also understand in the context of this conversation, this is good because I just want to talk to Trip Kramer, not not Trip Kramer at TripAdvice.com. I want to talk to just Trip. All right. So Fair enough. what in the world? inspired you to create a dating coaching business like what inspired you to just say you know what i i want to go out here and fight for other guys that were i guess potentially like me i don't know the story but i think we would love to know more about you your dating life and what it's it, it just really inspired you to do this i think for me and it's not just with dating it's almost, well, it's a, it's a lot of things. Like in life, when I figured something out, I have this urge, I guess we could say, or even desire to teach and help someone through mm. it. And I'm not saying like, look at me, I'm Mother Teresa here, I'm Gandhi. I love that really, for you. <laughs> it's, it's really, if anything, it's selfish. I just enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoy when I figured something out and I, like there's, you know that feeling, right? Yeah. When, you, when you figured something out, it can be anything. Like you're a videographer. Absolutely. Well, you're a lot of things. Producer, don't director, do we're, musician. We're, don't do this. Stop. This is not about me. I'm just saying. You. When, you, when you solve something, when something clicks, the yes. click. Yes. And you want to there, There's a high. Yeah. You, right? It's yeah. like, wait, I figured something out. Come see this. I, I got to tell someone. <laughs> You know, about this, like recently for me, I mean, it's obvious, it's always dating because yeah. that's my business and that's what I do. Absolutely. But I'm learning new things over the past 10 years of doing trip advice. I've learned new things about business, marketing, digital marketing, mm -hmm. sales, right? Just all of the above, like everything. And so I've had so many different clicks over mm -hmm. the years and still clicks about dating stuff. But just recently, you know, I'll have clicks on, on things with business and then a couple of weeks ago, my friend said, Hey, you know, a lot about digital marketing. I want to, I want to start something. Can I come over and you can just like, give me some advice. It's like music to my ears. Let's go. I love giving advice, thoughts, having conversations about stuff that I feel I know. Well, yeah. I wonder if all people are like that. I don't know. I don't know. People, I wouldn't imagine they would be. Well, it's not a very unique trait. I but. think it's a, it's a time consuming trait. And what I mean by that is if you are a natural teacher, you have a, you have these moments where you just take time out of your day to do it. No real reason why. It's just, I know this. You want to know this. Of course, I'm going to show you. It's just a natural knack for helping and yep. being resourceful. So, but you hadn't gotten what I want you to get. Like, I get that you want to help people, but tell me about the linkage between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we're getting there. So, so <laughs> I'm impatient trip, as you can see. I had to explain that desire that's in there because that's what made everything click. Yeah. Okay. So when I was 20, I mean, we can go real far back, but we'll just keep it somewhere recent. When I was 22, 23, mm -hmm. I was forced to learn how to get better with women. I say forced because I didn't have a choice. Yeah. One, like many men, I had the desire to be good with women, to want to be with attractive women. But two, I was in a situation far outside of my comfort zone because I came from 
So what happened was I, I was in Illinois my whole life up until mm-hmm. 22 years old. And I traveled to Los Angeles to start a career in, in film. Did you know that? Did I tell you this before? Yeah. Okay, I did tell you Well, this. I had to look, you know, I'm just, yeah. I'm listening. It's I just don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, so I wanted to be a producer. I wanted to be a movie producer. And, and as I'm in California, and I just left all my friends and family, but mainly for this story, friends with groups of people where you could easily meet women because you have an ingrained social circle. Yeah. Now in LA, where one of the hardest cities to meet people in the world because of the way that the whole city is set up. Yeah. You can go to LA, it's one of the biggest cities in the country, and you feel it's post-apocalyptic yeah. because everyone's in their cars and you don't really see people. Yeah. Anyway, now we're in LA, really hard to meet people. I am terrified beyond terrified to go up to a woman and start a conversation, especially one I found myself attractive to, yeah, yeah. attracted to. And so I was at this point where the desire was strong. It's like a big disconnect, right? Yeah, you have this yeah, strong yeah. desire, but you need to build this bridge to get there. Yeah. So I had to figure out how to build this bridge while being super shy and not really good with women, having yeah. no idea or having a clear understanding yeah. of like what women were attracted to. I thought I did, <laughs> but I was wrong. Okay. So unless you have any more questions about this, long story short, I solved it. I figured it out. And we're back to what I was saying earlier. Got it. The clicks. I was like, I get how to do this. And also... It was not just the clicks, but it was all the stuff that I learned when yeah. I was learning from other coaches at the time and in the pickup artist scene at the time yeah. and the books that were out. Things were, it was just not simple. Like yeah. Nothing was simple. Yeah. It was a lot of unnecessary work, right? Of course, shit takes work. But there's like a lot of unnecessary work yeah. in order to get results in dating. Absolutely. So I, so this is where... I will say I pat myself on the back for here's where my ego comes out. Here we go. I think I am really good at explaining to people and dumbing down things to a degree where someone can understand it. Got it. At this point in my life, I'm obviously, I'm, I'm the best at doing that in the category of women business about that's probably comes in second. Like I could definitely explain business, but I still have so much more to learn there. But with women and dating, I've been doing it for so long that it's it's even more second nature. But at that time, I really felt I can explain this to a guy in the simplest terms and he can get quick results. And was, obviously that's happened. Well, the story goes, it was a rainy Los Angeles evening. <laughs> and I had drinks with... A, uh, a guy who I met through, uh, I don't know, another friend. I actually forget how. But I met this guy for drinks because at this time, this is pre-trip pre pre becoming yeah, yeah. a dating coach. Yeah. But post-learning it. So like I learned it. I've started a podcast with a friend for fun, just giving dating advice. We called it Dudes Talking About Chicks. It was not to make a living or business or yeah. anything. Okay. Meanwhile... I'm over being a, a movie producer. I do not like the industry anymore. It's a really terrible industry. I still believe it to this day. Yeah. It's just brutal. This is pre me too, yeah. by the way. So that's even made it even worse. But I wanted to get in the music industry. I got drinks with this guy to network, to learn more about the industry himself from him. So we get drinks. We're talking about the music, whatever. Da, da, da. I have no memory of this at all. But the memory I have was what happened at the end of the conversation, right before I was about to walk back to my car to go home. He goes, so what else do you do? Do you have any hobbies? Do you do anything else interesting? And I said, yeah, I have a podcast. Oh, cool. What's the podcast about? I give dating advice to guys. And he goes, oh, interesting. Do you mind if I ask you for some advice? I was like, yeah, for sure. He asked me a question, whatever it is, probably, I think it was like a friend zone question. Yeah. And I just 
just vomited out. Just like, okay, blah, 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 blah. this is what you got to do. This is what happened. This is how it's supposed to work, blah, 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 blah. And he was kind of like deer in headlights afterwards, like, Dan, that was pretty good advice. And I was like, thanks, man. And I was like, all right, man, nice to meet you. Take it easy. I leave the bar, I walk outside. There's a light drizzle. <laughs> you could see the light drizzle in the headlights that were coming towards me in the street as I crossed it. And I'm walking on the sidewalk, halfway to my car, and an un, a non-literal lightning bolt hit my head. It just hit me out of nowhere. I was like, this is, this is what I have to do. Yeah. This is it. Not music, not movies. At this time, I was doing this podcast with my buddy. I was so passionate about it. I loved it. It was so much fun. Yeah. I loved creating media. Obviously, I wanted to be a movie producer. Uh, of course. So I enjoyed creating media. And I really enjoyed talking about social dynamics, female, male dynamics, relationships, mating, all that stuff. So I was like, this is it. I was like, this is what I got to do. So my girlfriend at the time was a graphic designer. I get in my car, my Honda, my 1997 Honda Civic. I mean, classic. Stick shift. Of, oh, very classic. Five speed. I mean, just saying. You can do some things with that. You can do some things with it. AEM short ram intake. Okay. Which gives it this uh, nice airy uh -huh, sound when you, uh -huh. when you uh, hit the clutch and okay. switch gears. Anyway, again, my car, I call my girlfriend who was an entrepreneur herself because she was a graphic designer. Mm -hmm. I said, what would you think if I became a dating coach? Not for permission, but I wanted to get her opinion. Like your idea. Like, Just what do you think of this? person to business person. I got to give it to her. We are not together anymore, but she immediately, without hesitation, said, I love this idea. I'll build a website. <laughs> Which, by the way, in 2000 and this is now 2010. If you want to build a website oh, in 2010. Man, it was so tough. First of all, what, what, do, what do, are you going to use? Do you remember how much it cost? Um, the Wix wasn't really around. No, Wix wasn't around. There was no Squarespace. WordPress had just kind of started being used and built. Yes, but you had to, you needed to have you a developer. You actually had to have yes. uh, someone code it. So it yeah. was thousands of dollars just thousands to get the of website dollars. Built. Like yeah. My girlfriend at the time would charge minimum five grand to yeah. build a, a nice but simple website yeah. and so i was like wow this is amazing by the way this is when websites were a thing yeah. I, we, I whole tangent here we don't have to go into have you realized that websites just don't really matter uh, a lot of my work i mean some high profile work i've gotten that i would think i was required to have a website they mainly want your social media exactly so crazy nowadays you don't need a website at, at all you needed a website yeah. in 2010. For sure. That was the to, only way people could like find it. To like 2017. Yeah. Right? Anyway, got lucky there because the nicer your website, mm -hmm. the, the more people are going to- You look more reputable. Yeah. Take you seriously. So over the next year, as I kind of figured out, how am I going to market this? How am I going to get clients? How am I going to make this something I can- just do yeah and what was cool was it was so organic it didn't come from wanting to be super wealthy or like oh i felt like you know do i consider myself an entrepreneur kind of but i don't know if i'm an entrepreneur i started a business mm -hmm. to me like an entrepreneur is someone who's like starting multiple businesses and they have multiple streams of income yeah yeah like yeah, real estate and stuff. yeah yeah that kind of like yeah. what makes money right yeah, yeah that's not why i started it you were passionate about so it so passionate about it i was like if, if i can just make a living off of this yeah i can feed myself and just buy the things that i need i will be happy so uh where, where would you like any questions so far i mean we can keep going but that was yeah that was the inception yeah um, that was good. I, I I just wanted to figure out things that I could get this this out. I just want to get trip out. All right, just get, and I want you to trip out. You know, wow, we're tripping out. And we're we're tripping trip right here. now. Golly, get it together, man. We're tripping. So I love that, and, and the reason why I love that is because like I need people to know just because I see you work behind the scenes that you genuinely 
just really want to help men. You like, like as far as in their dating life and help them get how to get the woman you want. Like if you're a good, there are a lot of good guys out there that get overlooked all the time in a dating market and you help them give them, that's why you're a superhero. You help them win. And that, end. That, I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll take it. You have to take it. You're saving lives. You're creating lives. Amen. Saving and creating. Exactly. So now don't go crazy now. Calm down. I'm just okay, saying let's calm that, down. that you're creating an impact even beyond just, oh, how to talk to girls. Oh, you take a girl out on a date. It's, it's bigger than that for you uh, because you. I can tell you have so much passion, even in the story, so much passion. So the next thing... I want to know because the only way to figure this stuff out is you have to take some L's. Tell me what was what? No, L's beyond L's. Yeah, I need I'm to still know. taking L's. I need to know. I need to know your first time. I because I know you know the first time you really tested out something because you said something earlier and say you thought you knew what women liked and you was like you figured out you didn't. What was that? What was that moment where you figured out? What was the date where you were like, oh wow, I don't know shit. Oh, I mean, I don't know. Since I was 13? No, I'm talking about 20-year-old trip. Okay, 20-year-old trip. Okay. What was 20-year-old trip? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got something. Well, I am now in the real world. I'm 22. I'm fresh out of college. Yeah. Your social circle is not just baked in. You're out there and so i mean the thing is is i didn't i didn't know what to do yeah i had no idea what to do all i could do was drink alcohol to reduce the anxiety (laughs) to go over and approach a woman and the anxiety was so bad that it didn't even really work like (laughs) the alcohol barely made it easier to go over and talk to a woman i remember too i'm 22 I just read the book, The Game by Neil Strauss uh-huh, like three I times. That. Yeah. You ever read it? No, but I remember seeing it a lot yeah. in it, college. It, it's the origin story. I'm, I'm not unique in that sense. It's the yeah. origin story for many men. They found that book. Maybe not now. Maybe not, maybe now the origin story is finding Trip Kramer. I, I don't know. But, the, all right. but back in the day, it was that book because that book told men, if you're not a super good looking dude, you're not really charismatic. There's actually ways to learn how to attract women, mm. even if you're a total nerd yeah. and you're catching all those L's. So anyway, fresh off of that book, you could take some techniques from the book and you can try them. And so I would try them. And I tried them only maybe three times. Why three? Well, because... I got rejected every single time. And not only did I get rejected, they did the worst thing you could possibly think of. The slap or the drink in the face? Well, no, not that bad. Oh, I mean, hey, you said bad. Well, let's just say, if you get a technique from online to use to attract a woman. They've heard it before. If they call you out, it doesn't feel so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a pickup line? yeah, yeah. Did you learn that from the pickup artist? Yeah, yeah. Legit got that three times. Wow. Once in college, at the end of college. And then I was like, ah, I can't use this stuff exactly. anymore. <laughs> no good. It may be outdated. A little bit. And then a couple more times. You know what's funny too is I think a couple times when I tried something, I wasn't even trying a technique. I literally was, yeah, yeah, I remember this. I was at um, Busby's. Man, if anyone from LA has been there for a while, they're going to be like, wow, that's a crazy <laughs> reference. It's called Busby's. I don't know. Maybe it's still around. Busby's West and Busby's East. I went to Busby's East one night, got super drunk, just literally went up and talked to a girl. Didn't use any technique, anything. Wow. She still was like, is this from the pickup artist? <laughs> I was like, what? So now if I just go up and talk to a woman, I'm going to get called out for Because you're trying something? to pick her up. Yeah. It's just, it's just, you know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember exactly what I said or what I did, but. At that point, I was like, all right, th- n- this is not working. This is really not working. Yeah. So you know what I did? What does any man do when he tries to meet women in person and it doesn't work? He goes online. 
there's more research. At least this is what you did in 2005. I was going to say, I didn't think about it. I was just like, what What did I do when I tried to pick up girls and it didn't work? I don't know if you, I can't imagine you had a time when it didn't work for you. Um, absolutely. Trip. Trip. Okay. Okay. So, you know I'm a nerd. Imagine a 20-something-year-old Mario, 22-year-old Mario, very nerdy, still nerdy. High school, nerdy, been nerdy. Don't worry about the athletic thing. Yes, I was also an athlete, but I was very nerdy. I didn't I didn't probably come into my- popular in high school? No. But you're an athlete. Yeah. Most athletes are popular in high school. I was a nerd. They you're knew a, me, but that's not the same. Unless you're a mathlete. That too. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's different. It's not the same when you're just a straight up athlete, but you're also a nerd. That's also an asshole sometimes. It's just who I was. I don't think I came into my own as far as like really understanding how to talk to girls until maybe, shit, bro, like 25. But yeah. I already tasted a little bit of success. I already had professional success and worked with a lot of women. I stopped taking myself so seriously. You know, I started having fun, just joking, talking shit. And I realized something really quickly. It's huge. It didn't matter what I looked like or, or, you know, what my career status was. Was I fucking fun to be around? Did I just say silly shit? Did I take myself too seriously? Take yourself seriously career-wise. Get your shit together. Pay your bills. But in random conversation and banter, I would often, you know, make jokes not necessarily demeaning myself, but I, I can take a joke, but I can give one back. And what I've learned with women, man, if you can take a joke, give one back and she gives you another, it's sexy. Women think that's sexy yeah. when they can have a moment to be funny with you because, man, we think we're funny all the time. So if we want to go back to nerdy, I would call that tension. And you know, tension. That is, that's exactly. Call, I know I a lot of tension. tension. I, I, I listen. I Too know. much. I listen to you talk about tension and I laugh all the time in my head because that, that is the number one way I get girls. Yes. Yeah, Other so than I, muscles. I was not building. Yeah, those muscles help. Let's yeah, be honest. They help. I, well, first of all, I didn't have muscles. I still don't really have muscles. You're doing good. And I'm working on it. And uh, I wasn't building any tension. Yeah. I was, if we were friends, if I was friends with a, a, a guy or a girl, I'd be, Fun. People would like me. Yeah. That I had. But the initial. You get me with a, a stranger? Yeah, yeah. An attractive female stranger? <laughs> There's no tension. It's, Boring it's, it's AF. You know what I would do? Oh, my God. This is a story. Come on, hit me. So when I was 21 years old, I'm a junior in college. I was in a fraternity. I cringe, but it's also a good story because it reminds me of what guys shouldn't do. So I'm 21 years old. It's the first semester of junior year. It's exciting. Of course. You're a junior. You're now the oldest person in, in the fraternity. You're one of the older people in college. And, and you're still like in the scene, right? Because when you're a senior, you're still in the scene, but you're kind of like, all right, I'm almost out of here. Yeah, senioritis is you really you don't, are. Yeah, 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 exactly. You're, you're senioritis, you don't live in the frat anymore. Yeah. You're just kind of in your own little world, but you're, I, I feel like the junior is like kind of a little bit more the king of, yeah, of uh, yeah, yeah. you know, where like a senior in high school is the king. I feel like the junior. Anyway, I felt that energy. Okay. And it was a first semester and I thought, you know, okay, like I'm cool. I'm a little cool. Started to dress a little bit better. Got contacts, which made me feel more confident. Okay. And and now all these cute girls, because it's the very beginning of school, mm -hmm. are coming over to the fraternity mm -hmm. to pre-drink. So what did I do? And all these cute girls were coming over to pre-drink. You, you drank. Well, yes, I did drink. And I also did not talk to a single one of them. What? <laughs> You're the junior. They're coming to talk to you. So I was in denial. And in okay. the wrong mindset thinking okay again this was just this is delusion yeah right? it was a complete delusion <laughs> i was too cool like <laughs> the girls will come to me <laughs> you know like, what? i love that guy that's my favorite guy so so false so wrong oh, that's my and favorite also guy. 
obviously covering up just being nervous of to course, talk to girls. Of course. It's like, I got to play it cool. That's what I thought. I had to yeah, play yeah, it cool. Yeah. You know, not go over them right away. Okay, girls come in. And I eventually did talk to some of them, but like it took, yeah, yeah, yeah. it took like, I, I don't even know. I don't, I have no memory of it. I have wow. lots of memories of not talking wow. to them. So I'm sure it eventually kind of happened. But even from that, nothing really happened. I mean, even, there'd be even nights too where it didn't happen. Like I would see them come in and like, I would be there and be like, oh, I'm too cool to talk to them. They'll just kind of, it will just kind of happen. I don't want to show, I don't want to be too needy or something. And, and then they just leave and it's like, oh shit, well maybe I'll see him at the bar. I don't know. Wow. Have I, uh, wow, have I learned? It's like, you know who the person who gets girls does? They go talk to girls. They go talk they to just girls. Go talk. They literally do the exact opposite. They play leader. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? I haven't met you girls yet. Wait, where are you from? What's your, who do you know here? Oh, cool. Awesome. In, in Come the, inside. Let's get a shot. Initiating the conversation. And it, yes, being part of the conversation. Yes. Being part of the conversation is great. But when you initiate the conversation and, and it's a good vibe after the first five words, doesn't even have to be complex. Just like, oh, what's up? How you doing? It's not like, um, so, hey, what's up? How you doing? Same words, different approach. You know what? Both are even just good enough. Yeah. Better than what I did. <laughs> so talk, talk, about, talk about the L. I didn't do anything. <laughs> and if you're not on their radar, yeah, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. I know it sounds like when you, when I say it, it's like, oh, oh duh. Yeah. But in, in the what, moment, it wasn't done at the no, moment. No, in That's, the moment, that it's, you're nervous. You're like looking at all these, you don't know any of these people. In general, we are nervous to like, we're nervous to meet new people anyway, to have that first interaction with new people. You add the attraction factor. I mean, now you're like, I just don't want to fuck this up. And it's like, but. And then it's, oh, no, you're the, good. And, and then it's, good. it's. <laughs> five girls instead of one right yeah and, and that always gets more tough too because it's more intimidating to talk to Absolutely. a group of people or a group of attractive women yeah so. but the, the cool thing about you know being the host of a party because i know a lot of you know there may be some people that are you know in frats right now uh you're the host yeah you're the host be the host simple it's like, like, hey. it's like I talked about in uh, a recent. Yes. Remember? Yes. I, I put out a like video. You went, you went to a party. Went to party early. And it wasn't your party, but you met everyone before as right. people came in. And I didn't act like those. Hey, no. welcome to the party. You What's going there. on? Got a drink. I was there, but I was very active yeah. and exhibiting leadership type exactly. host like qualities where that's yeah. significantly more attractive. And that's, and this is the. A tangent on a different topic it's interesting when you do that and you meet other guys and you're introducing each other at a party you never met each other before girls see that too and you instantly stand out a little bit as the that approachable person because you just met all of these dudes and and not even like in a what's up bro whatever it's just like yo come on in like everybody's having a good time here's a drink here's a drink and it's just like you're initiating and kind of guiding and creating the energy for the entire party yeah now that is a trick that i still use to this day yeah i did powerful. it in la i just was like i don't know any of these dudes but i'm gonna tell a whole bunch of jokes we're just gonna have a good time now obviously that flows into everybody's feeling good. So if everybody's confident, then now everybody can talk to girls because everybody's feeling good. That's how, that's how you do the fraternity style dating thing is that you have to have that one initiator kind of get everybody kind of ready, prepped like totally. a coach, <laughs> sure, like a coach. Yes. Trip Kramer, uh, at tripadvice.com. That's at tripadvice.com. But that's the thing is it doesn't matter whether you're at a frat or a party or you go alone to a bar, or you're on a first date, like all the interactions with women are going to be better and you will build more attraction yeah. if, if that's what you're doing. Yeah. And women just don't like wallflowers. No. They want to be with the man. Yeah. The man in charge. And I'm imagining too, I was, I'm thinking of you for a second. It's okay. Okay. You were out in LA. You have a... You have a unique look or even somewhat polarizing look. You know, you got I'll the shaved it. head. I take it. You got the beard. I'll take it. You dress very well I and, and it. unique. You combine that look 
Yeah. With someone who's really outgoing and charismatic. Yeah. Instant intimidation. Like, whoa. Yeah. Who's that guy? Right? I will say I was I was concerned in LA because people were watching me. And I'm like, it's LA. I know everybody dresses well in LA, but then I'm like thinking about the entire you don't really see a lot of black dudes that are buff that dress well that also boom boom groom beer like it was it was too much at one time and it's just like okay i probably look different than what la is used to but not to me to me i think everybody is in great shape or dress well in la but i also know that you can be an anomaly in a room sometimes and i think a lot of dudes a lot of dudes don't lean on to that kind of thing. I agree. They, they kind of like hide the things that make them different and try to be the exact thing that they think that guy that gets girls is a lot of times yeah. that I've seen. Yeah. And that sucks because you end up suppressing who you are and you can't even, you're so nervous and you're, the anxiety comes up because you're like, I had to stay within this box of the, of the type of guy that I know that she's probably going to like. And you don't even fucking know. Just talk to her and see what happens. Well, also it's denial in itself because if nothing's happening, then why stay there? Why stay in that box? Well, I know why people do it. I did it for many years. It's comfortable. Too comfortable. It's safe. You won't get judged. Yeah. You're not going to, your, your ego won't get hurt yeah. and we protect our ego. But in this mission, this large mission to protect our ego, we don't have a fulfilling life because yeah. we never do anything challenging yeah. and we never get the results we want in any areas of life. So protecting the ego is something that is detrimental yeah. to what kind of happy life you're trying to live. I had a, I had a girl one time, she was asking me about a friend and she's, she was like, man, you know, he has just, he has so much ego. Like, like, do you think he has an ego? And I was like, yeah, you have one too. I have one. It just depends on how we use it. Like we all have that. Like we don't want to admit that, especially us as men. But when we're the, the soft spoken guy, the guy that can't talk to a girl behind closed doors, you are you're a man. You're going to be overly competitive. You're going to want this. Like, why not me? I want this, too. But when we're out in the real world, we kind of get timid and all those things that we are in closed doors, we leave. So so that ego is going to always be there. I'm going to ask you a question. How do you get guys to tap into that ego? Well, I'll say this too, is there is a similarity behind the guy who's the wallflower mm -hmm. who's at home who won't leave because he doesn't want to get judged. And then the guy who's out there who we might use in, in popular culture terms say, oh, that guy has got an ego or yeah. that guy's arrogant, right? Turns out those two people are the same person. Absolutely. Because the people, the guys, we'll say in this in this case, who are showing off and having an ego, right? Being someone who thinks that they're better than other people, being a dick, whatever it might be. That person is also trying to protect their ego because they're trying to show off or do yeah. things to get people to like them because yeah. of how fragile their Absolutely. ego really is. Defense mechanisms. It's a, it's a defense, defense mechanism. mechanism. So it's two different types of defense mechanisms yeah. that come out in two different ways. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I will say, <laughs> the guy who's still out, who has the ego, who's like, I'm the fucking man, actually still gets women. Absolutely. Okay, so... We do want to strive to be more like that we, guy. But we want to come a little bit closer to the middle. Right. Because that person doesn't have, it doesn't get respect. No, there's no respect. And there's a lack of, I would even say, uh, control discipline. Like you kind of just, yeah. like a wildfire. Yeah. Like I, don't, I don't think that guy has his life yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. In most cases, not. No offense yeah. to anyone that's listening that is that guy. I'm just, just saying, I know a lot of those guys and a lot of those guys are, are very loud because in their life, they're very quiet. Not in a sense, there's not a lot going on. Yeah. And, that's okay. We're all in our phases, stages in life trying to figure it out. But my, again, I'm going back to this. How do you, again, get guys to tap into that? Because there are so many ways in your coaching. That's what I want to know. It's like you're teaching them new techniques. 
they're probably developing new habits. Has that, does that affect them beyond the dating? Does that affect them beyond, you know, them finding the woman that they want to be with? Yeah, 100%. 100%. What ends up happening is, and what I try, and the journey I try to take guys on is similar to mine. When I finally put myself out there and said, all right, fuck it, like I'm just going to do all the things I was scared to do. Mm-hmm. You know what? I One of the biggest lessons I learned, it was nothing actually bad happened. Yeah. All the fears and the worries and anxieties and the, and the false predictions that we have and how bad it's going to hurt to get embarrassed or this or that. It's really just not that bad. No. And I can say that all day long. It's not going to just, you know, a guy listening to this is going to be like, he's right. I'm going to go out and just talk to women. Now (laughs) it doesn't happen that way. Right. No, it's a good, it's a great mindset to have. And I, and I hopefully it encourages guys, but the real change happens when you can have that mindset and then push yourself to just get outside your comfort zone. In this case, it might be going to talk to more women, you know, getting online and and going on more first dates, you know, whatever it may be to then realize, wow, none of this is that bad. I'm judging myself harder than anyone around me. And nobody's paying attention to you. No one is paying attention and they don't care. It's like a mirror, right? We project it. We think it's happening to us because we're doing it to other people. Absolutely. And we do do it. But you know why we we do do judge other people? We judge others usually because we're in a moment where we are being that person on the wall. And we're 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 really judging ourselves. Yeah, because we're not doing and we're exactly. seeing ourselves in other people, but we're not doing, and that allows us the opportunity to even judge people. Right. He's like, oh, look at that guy. Exactly. Like, he, he thinks he's so cool. He's going over to talk to those girls. Yeah. Like, he thinks he's so suave. But you're not in action. Dude, you're just saying that because you're scared to do it yourself. <laughs> exactly. We like to bring people down to make our reality easier yeah. in our head, save our ego, yes. and therefore stay in our safe place. Yeah. So I want to show guys that you can go out there and you can put yourself in uncomfortable situations. And not only are you going to realize that, wow, this was really not, not that, that big bad. of a deal. You're also going to start to get results. Yeah. And that's what happened to me specifically. I remember it was one night in Studio City, which is in the Valley. Yeah. And I was going out to some bars around there at the time. And I went out to this one bar that I frequented sober in my heyday of learning how to meet women. And I really wanted to get better at approaching groups of people. We used to call them mixed sets because it was guys and girls called a mixed set. Okay. There's a mixed set over there. Three guys, three girls. And I went over there and I just totally put myself out there, made corny jokes that they ended up having to laugh at. So dumb jokes, Lots of energy. And the reason why I'm able to tell this story today, because I've approached so many women, like I can't remember all of them, but I remember this one because it was such a no big deal reaction that I was putting myself in hell for that. I thought, well, you can't go and approach men and women together because you're just going to embarrass yourself. And you know what? Maybe I would have. And by the way, I've had tons of approaches where I'm approaching men and women at the same time and that they did not go well. Yeah. But I was always proud of myself for doing it. Exactly. I never, ever, ever in my life have ever regretted one approach or one conversation of a stranger I wanted to talk to. Yeah. Because you learn something. So I want to teach guys and show them. It's that same thing I was talking about earlier, like that click. Of like, oh man, I know this thing. You dude, like as a friend, like, dude, you gotta you're, learn this. This is so proud. cool. Yeah, and you wanna you, you can want get there. That same feeling you feel, you want someone else to feel, especially because a lot of guys like that, they struggle with the same type of problems with dating. And it's like, yo, I've I got the key. All right, this this is gonna be it. Yeah, <laughs> like you're so yeah. excited. But I it's just crazy, man, that so many people 
suppress themselves because of the unknown of what's going to happen, of what's going to go wrong when they're not really thinking of the possibility that it could go like right. Like the worst, literally the worst thing. I remember being in the music industry for years and sending music to people and like, damn, like I, I hope they don't roast it. And it's like, no, usually the worst thing that's going to happen is, oh no, I'm good. And then you go into the next thing. The same thing applies to my coach my brand coaching business. I used to cold email and cold DM people all the time, but it took me time to get that courage to do so. Cause I'm like, damn, they're going to look at my Instagram and think my shit is shitty. And they're going to like, think something negatively of my work or what I do. And if someone said no, they just simply said no. Or if I wanted to work with a brand, they just said no. But if I kept doing it and getting better at my pitches and getting better at the way I approach things, I started getting yeses. And now I can take those yeses and like you said, and teach it to other people and how they can do the same thing, how they can duplicate those results. So I have other que- I have so- I have other questions because this is so intriguing. Yeah, I have a comment on what you said because something really important here yeah, that we need to touch on. You you also have to be smart. Yeah. Okay. When I when I say that, I don't mean you know SAT smart. I just mean you. It's not just about going out there. Yeah. That first of all. Showing Great. up is half the battle, exactly. right? The famous uh, Woody Allen quote. Like, but you've got to sprinkle some strategy in there. Y- you do, and you have to maneuver things. And, you know, I have guys who say, oh, I'm going out there, I'm approaching, I'm doing this, I'm going to dates, I'm swiping, nothing's happening. Well, you got to change things. Yes. And you got to test things. Yes. And you got to be patient oh, through the process. You, I'm inspired right now. Hard work is what rewards people. Yeah. Right? Like, that's the bottom line. I remind myself, by the way, of that concept and yeah. mindset literally every, every day. day because I'm still doing things that I have goals in. Okay. Maybe it's not getting more women. Yeah. Right? Okay, that, that part's solved. Yeah. But I have other areas of my life Absolutely. that I'm trying to work on and accomplish. And there's a lot of days in a row where I'm like, this is fucking hard. Yeah. And I want to give up and I almost do. And then I say, no, 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 we just got to keep doing it. But we need to change things. Yes. Right? So it's this idea of persistence yeah. and strategy. Absolutely. It's in everything. If you're not willing to do that, it's just then that's what life will be for you. And I don't I don't want to convince anyone to do it, but I'm gonna give you the facts, and that is the facts. Uh I have two things there. One is I wake up every day and I try not to have a check the box mentality. So like you were saying, I did the swiping, I did the dating. And it's like, yeah, but what level of intention did you do it? Did you really get detailed? Did you try it? Did you actually try? Or did you just do the things that I told you to do and just check the box and say that they were done? And I try every day not to have a check the box mentality because it's like, did you do your best or did you just do it? My mom used to do that to me, especially you know, she grew up in Mississippi cleaning houses all the time. I would clean houses with her and I would go do it, do the living room, whatever, whatever she go review, look at it and says, go back and do it again. I'm like, I did it. She's like, yeah, but did you do it right? Like it's all about doing it right, doing it right. But the other thing is, is the testing thing. I always equate things to food. I'm a fatty like that. I like to talk, it's food. And I think about business as a recipe. I think about life as a as a chef trying to figure out things. And sometimes that yeah, recipe- how do we make this taste better? Yeah, how's it get better? But the thing about it is, it's never how do I make it taste its best done. It's how do I keep making it better? We may have the same dish on the menu next year. Did we improve that dish? How are we making it better? So it's all about testing and just seeing what works. Social media is the same way, especially now. We don't know what the fuck works. You just post and just like hope for the best. Okay, let's try something else. That didn't work. Okay, pivot. Do something else differently. Or you do something over and over and it's working and one day it just doesn't work. Exactly. Oh, okay, and guess. then that's a, that's a tough one because think about dating. Yeah. Like, okay, I had these dating strategies and they went well and girls are digging it. And now out of, out of nowhere, Girls don't like the type of guy I am. And that's I think that's been a shift too. Would you say that women have the power now in the dating market because of the options? Um That's a that's a random question. No, it's a great question. It's not that they have the power, but we'll just say it's well, it's easier for them to get the guy initially. Yeah. Right? I think the late Kevin Samuels said this. Yeah. Is that 
women are the gatekeepers of sex oh. and men are the gatekeepers of marriage. Oh, wow. Right? So it depends where you are in the dating game. If you're in the very beginning, yeah. women have, it's a lot easier for women. If you're a guy that, uh, we'll say if you're a woman who is looking for a relationship, which every woman is, it's harder for them to get into the relationship. And nowadays, we don't have to go on a rant on this. Well, if we can, if we want to, but it's even harder for women. Yeah. And uh, because they're they're so selective and so entitled yeah. that they made it harder on okay. themselves. There you go. Does that answer your question? It does. And I that's a whole other thing we'll talk about at another time. But that was a great answer. Uh, the reason why I ask that question is because as a man in my business, in the media world, I, I work with a lot of women. And a lot of those women are single. and But they have a lot of dates. And I tell them, like, I feel like y'all have the power in the dating world. because. But the negative is that for them, they have to dig through all the bullshit of men that they don't want. My so the favorite, oh, my favorite thing to hear a woman say is that I don't want a guy to chase you. And I'm friends with these women. Let me see your phone. Let's go through your DMs. Guys are chasing you. It's just not specifically the guy that you have drawn up in your mind that you, that you deserve and that you want in your life. Yes. That, 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 and they that. also subconsciously want to be chasing men. Absolutely. They don't say that, but that's what they want. All right. Hope you've enjoyed it so far. We're going to stop it here. And I hope you enjoyed part one. Look out for part two coming out in just a few days, or you'll at least see it if this is months after the next episode in the queue of How to Talk to Girls podcast episodes is part two. I wouldn't miss it. We go into a lot more great stuff. So check it out. And I hope you enjoy it.